Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhardt, and I'm your host. Today, we're asking the question, do I have an approval problem? So we're going to talk a little bit about this need for approval from everyone. How does that develop when you're a kid? Um, how does that show up in a very automatic way and when you're an adult? And I'm going to share with you some examples of, of people that you might see in your daily life because sometimes it's easier to see this uh, approval seeking in others. And then just ask you a series of questions about, you know, what do you want? So we'll talk a little bit about uh, the things that we do to seek approval. And I'm sure you're going to find at least one example in here, maybe more, that apply to you. I know I did for for myself. And then at the end, I'm going to share with you four questions that you can ask to see if you have an approval problem. Okay? Uh, Some of you, you probably know right away without listening. You're like, yep, I know. That's me. Michelle's talking to me. Uh, Others of you, you might not think that you do. But... uh, you know what? One thing I know is I've worked with hundreds of of people. I think we all do. And it's really important to take a moment and stop and ask ourselves, if I do, how does that show up? And how do I want to change that in my life? Okay. Awesome. Enjoy. All right. So yesterday we talked about the idea of playground thoughts, right? So the things that you, uh, the thoughts that you develop in childhood and how it relates to adulthood. I want to take that a little bit of a different direction today. So I'm going to share an example of how these thoughts are developed. Okay. So let's say you're out and about, you're four, five, six years old, you're out, you're enjoying time with your friends and you do a flip, a somersault. Um, you know, it's a beautiful summer day and you, uh, do a somersault maybe for the first time ever. And the other kids notice what you did and they're laughing and they're clapping and they're so excited And internally, your interpretation is, wow, this is good. Um, I belong to these people, right? And I got to keep going. So what happens is that you develop this belief of, oh, people are watching me and I feel really good when they like what I do. So you do your flip again, hoping that you get more approval. Now, couple things can happen. So let's say you do another flip and, and everybody else is like, wow, you're the most amazing thing, right? They're clapping. Yay. Woohoo. Or <laughs> you do another flip and they're like, not impressed. Right? So, so the, they don't give you that approval that you want. Out of that comes a, a thought, uh, comes a belief. And let's say you, you flip again for approval. You might get it. You might not. Um, but you, you might have anxiety related to that, right? So, oh no, now I've got to keep up appearances. I've got to continue to perform for people or they're not going to like me. Or, uh, if I don't do as well, uh uh-oh, now there's something wrong with me. Okay. Now remember all of this is happening on the subconscious level. So it's not something that you are aware of that you're doing. It, it forms your self image and, you know, let's say you're really good at things and things come naturally to you and you, you have this notion of like, I'm awesome. I'm amazing. I'm good at everything. And you go into life 
And let's say you have a failure in something, which is a normal part of life, but you've never had to deal with that before. It could totally ruin you because you don't know how to handle it. Okay. On the opposite, you could have somebody who, you know, nothing ever really worked for them in life. Right. And so maybe that's how they go into their adulthood. Nothing ever works for me. They're a victim. And maybe they find one thing that really works for them and they're like, wow, that's awesome. And I'm going to go do that. But, you know, really what I'd like to talk about is how can you get back to this place of doing that somersault just for enjoyment? So, you know, as, as we started this example, the, the, I'm going to use a little girl in this example, but it could be a boy as well, um, was just flipping for enjoyment, just, you know, kind of seeing how the body works, right? How could we get back to that place of doing these things just for enjoyment and not approval? So adults seek approval all the time. And if you don't think that you do, you're wrong. Okay. We all do it. That is human nature. So adults seek approval from, you know, their partners, their children, their parents, their colleagues, their bosses, social media, right? Authority figures, um, even strangers on the elevator, right? There, there's these unwritten rules when you get on an elevator of how you're supposed to act. Gosh, I can't remember the guy that, that did the uh, experiments, but they were doing experiments of <laughs> going on, on very crowded elevators and... Um, doing things as simple as instead of facing the front of the elevator, facing the back of the elevator and people freaked out on the elevator. Okay. So we do these things that are socially acceptable because we want approval and it's an automatic thing. Okay. It's automatic. We don't even realize that we're doing it anymore unless we're really paying attention. Um, you know, one of the things that, that, is uh, easy to notice is the approval that other people are seeking. So if you're trying to really connect with this idea of, of approval, notice it in other people first and then say, how does that apply to me? So for example, uh, you know, maybe you have a friend that you've known them for a long time and uh, you know, they're, they're friendly, they're bubbly, they're, they have a lot of fun. Uh, but whenever their, their fiance or their husband or their significant other comes over, they change into a different person. And you're like, Hmm, what's, what's going on there? Like, I know this person to be this kind of a person, but yet, Oh, she's this way over here. And you might get concerned, but in reality, she's figuring out, this is how I get approval from this person. Uh, somebody that is uh quote unquote brown nosing at work. Right. So, uh, just really trying to, uh, cater to whatever the boss says, right. Somebody in your, your social circle who always has to be the center of attention. So whenever you're together, you're like, Oh my goodness. Yep. So-and-so they've always got to be the center of attention. Uh, my, my youngest Ellie, just because of the nature of who she is, she's kind of the center of attention. And sometimes that that's uh, a problem because there are other people that want to be the center of attention. So she's got to take her turn. Right. Um, there, I know a lot of my clients, uh, are doormats with their children, so in order to gain approval from their children, they will let their children kind of walk all over them rather than having really good boundaries. 
I'm going to use an example, but please, I'm not telling you, you have to do things one way or the other, because we all make our own choices. But for me, for a boundary that I have with my children, I don't want to be the mom who's constantly running things to school because you've forgotten them. Like I set that intention very early. My kids have a once in a lifetime pass. And if you forget something at school, you get your once in a lifetime pass. And I've had them call me from school before and say, oh, I forgot, you know, the shirt that I need. Are you willing to use your once in a lifetime pass? And many times they're like, yeah, no, okay, I got it. I'll, I'll go do my thing. Great. You forgot your homework. Well, how are you going to handle that? Right? Because I don't want them to constantly see me as their savior. I want them to really start thinking ahead. However, there have been some times and, and a couple years ago, my, my son had, a, had an issue. He forgot something really important. And he said, mom, can you please bring this to me? And I said, is this your once in a lifetime pass? And he said, yes, it's that important. Absolutely. I'm going to give it to you no matter what. Right? Now, my husband, he looks at it a different way. He, he's, you know, and my kids have learned this. And so they'll ask him, I don't begrudge him one way or the other. And I don't think it's a wrong thing, but that's up to him. Uh, I don't need my kids to approve of me and think that I'm a good mom by saying, yep, my mom does this for me. My mom does that for me. Okay. Um, uh, seeking approval as, as adults also looks like what I call competitive posturing. Uh, this happens, especially in the workplace. I've actually seen it happening in networking meetings. Like you go just to enjoy people's company. And then all of a sudden you're like, whoa, uh, two people are, are competing together. Um, I don't like that, right? We're just here to get to know each other, but they're competing because they want you to see them as different, right? And then, uh, it also shows up in the boardroom or, or the staff room where team members are trying to impress, you know, maybe their boss or their team leader or um, the team itself or even an outside consultant. They're trying to oppress rather than solving problems and doing the work. Those are all different automatic ways that we um, can see in other people, right? Think about people in your life that, that follow those. I'm sure as I was sharing that with you, some names popped up, right? That's how they seek approval. What would happen if you didn't need anyone's approval? What would happen if you could just come to work and do your work because you absolutely loved it and did it to the high caliber because you wanted to do that? What would happen if you had boundaries with people in your life and, and you enforce those boundaries, not out of, you know, um, a, a sense of entitlement, but, but out of love, right? What would happen if you didn't need to be the center of attention? You could just show up and, and love on people and serve people and, and get to know them. So some of the hidden thoughts that we have that, that really guide these, um, I guess, deep seated beliefs are, uh, there's three of them, I think, that, that are really important for us to understand. Um, blank will reject me if they see the real me. Right? So think about that. If you think somebody's going to reject you because you can't be real, genuine, and authentic, that's going to be a problem. So, you know, customers won't buy my stuff. The boss won't listen to my idea if they really, truly know who I am. Uh, that keeps you hidden and small. And it also turns you into a different person. I cannot tell you how many people I've 
dealt with who have come from a corporate background and they had to be corporate. And if you've ever been in a corporate environment, you know exactly what I'm talking about. They had to be corporate instead of themselves because they thought nobody's going to appreciate who I really am if I'm not corporate. Okay. Another one is I can't be happy unless blank notices me, right? This one shows up in, in relationships a lot. This is something I, I really am trying with my kids to kind of instill in them. You don't need somebody else's um, approval of you, uh, boy, girl, teacher, whoever, just do your life, right? Um, you can be happy regardless of whether other people are happy or notice you at all. Okay. Um, uh, the, the third thought is I'm not as cool as everyone else unless blank happens. So this one is really related to, oh, I'm not as cool as everyone else unless I have my own house, right? Um, in my circle of friends, uh, most everybody has a house. They've got kids who are in school. They've, you know, building a business. That's just the nature of where we're at. But I've got some younger clients who are just coming out. I'm not going to be as cool as everyone else if I don't have a college degree, um, I'm not going to be as cool as everyone else if I'm living with my parents. I'm not going to be as cool as everyone else if I'm, you know, getting a nine to five job or doing my own thing, input, whatever. And that is just a seeking and searching for approval rather than saying, what do I want to do? Okay. So what would happen, uh, you know, if my children didn't need to validate me as a good mom? What would happen if my husband didn't have to praise me for me to be happy? What would happen if my boss didn't have to notice me? Well, I could just be a mother, a wife, an employee for fun and enjoyment. I wouldn't be waiting for them to notice me doing that flip on the playground. I'd just be doing it because I loved it. And in, in the end, the result is you, when you live life that way, you decrease your stress, your anxiety, and your worry and you increase your peace, your comfort, and your fun, and you have better connections with other people. So if you're not expecting somebody else to love, honor, value, uh, and praise you, you know, you're not manipulating or controlling those situations. You're having a better connection with people. So what would happen if, if you just allowed people to be who they are and not have to please you in any way? So I, the last thought I really want to flesh out here is, is the notion that, and I hear this all the time in the business world, you need to win people over to make them like you. Uh, I was watching a show the other day. I can't remember what the name of it is, but the essence of it is, oh, it could be, um, I don't know. What was that? Anyway, the essence was, um, they were building a business and they had to spend a ton of money to show people that they were basically rich. So they were spending money that they didn't have to show people that they had money so that people would give them money for their business. Okay. That, that, if that's not dishonesty, I don't know what is, um, they call it an investment. Okay. You know, potato, potato, I guess. Um, but the essence of that show is like, we have to, uh, compete. We have to show them that we're the best and there's no real, this is who we are. This is what we have going on notion. Okay. Um, think about it this way. First impressions, right? What you are trying to do with a first impression, especially in a business or networking type thing is that you're trying to put an image of you in that person's mind. 
So you're trying to think about who is this person? What is the image that they want or need me to have? And how can I be that person to share that image with them? Or alternatively, why not just be yourself? Because when you're trying to uh, come at it from the point of view of here's the image that I think you want of me, quite frankly, that is seeking for approval. What if you just came to that and you, you were just yourself, your genuine, authentic, honest self? So think about that. How do you feel when someone is really trying to impress you? Okay. Well, have you ever dealt with a pushy salesman before? And, you know, how do you feel? Um, I had a, a, an incident, uh, well, this was a few years ago, but somebody was coming to sell me either gutters or a roof. I can't remember what it was. And he was very pushy. And I realize now, if you know anything about the disc profile, he was probably the highest D person I've ever met. Um, but he was trying to present himself as the authority and the know-it-all and you will sign. And I was like, yeah, no, that's not how I do things here. Right. And he thought the image of being that because I was a woman was going to make him the sale. And, you know, as I got to, to really start talking to him, I was realizing that wasn't who he was, but he kept trying to revert back to that. And I finally, in my mind, I was like, listen, man, you're, you're just selling, right? You're, you're, you don't really care about me as a person. You haven't listened to anything. I'm asking you questions. You're not answering. You're not being genuine and honest. And guess what? You don't have my sale. Think about that. So, so really, you know, there are some things that you can notice to tell, am I seeking approval or not? Okay. Here's four things that, that you can think about that you might want to write down. One thing is, do you rehearse before you have interactions? Now, rehearsing means that you're thinking about maybe you're having a conversation with your boss or a loved one. Uh, and it's going to be a, a conflict or a challenging conversation. Do you come up with scripts, right? So I'm going to say this and then they're going to say this and then I'll say this and then they'll say this and blah, 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 blah. Do you do that? Or so there's a difference because I, I have shared on the podcast before of where you can imagine things, right? You can imagine having an interaction, but it's different than rehearsing imagining that interaction is really coming at it from a higher vibration point of view, as in what do I want to feel as I'm having this conversation? How do I want to show love to that other person having this conversation, right? What's the energy I want to be in? But rehearsing is more like, okay, here are all the options of the things that I can say. Rather than showing up and just being who you are and having the conversation, do you rehearse? If you rehearse and you do that a lot, you may have an approval problem. Uh, when you're with that person, are you centered, grounded, and in harmony and just yourself? Or are you anxious? Are you constantly thinking, what are they thinking? Right? You're, you're listening to them talk, but you're also formulating whatever I need to say so that they're going to listen to you. Right? Rather than being in the flow of conversation with that person and enjoying their company, you're really on edge about what to say and how to say it with this person. If so, you might have an approval problem. So, um, 
let's say you have this, this interaction and you have to go through kind of like a postmortem, an autopsy on what happened, right? Now, we've also talked about having a, an interaction debrief where you come back and you, you imagine, okay, maybe that was a wonky interaction. So you come back and you imagine how would you have liked it to go, right? And you're doing that again because you're, you're trying to give your brain a different option. But what I'm talking about here is you're, you're taking that conversation, all of the different bits and pieces of it, and you're trying to find where did I fail? What did I do wrong? And how can I do better next time? That's different than doing the interaction debrief where you're providing a positive example of something that could have been an alternative way of handling that. Okay. One is the blame, shame, and judgment, and the other is a positive example. So if you have to do that postmortem after a debrief, you probably have an approval problem. If you ever ask yourself, especially over and over and over again, should I blank? You might have an approval problem. Okay. That one hits me. And quite frankly, all the other three I, I have done as well. I just look at it very differently now. But if you are, should I, should I, should I all the time, ask yourself, who is the person you're seeking approval from behind the should? Because there's usually a person, uh, an entity, an organization, or a social construct that is telling you there's an expectation here and you should do this. So when you get into an elevator, should you face the front? Well, you don't have to, you can face the, the side or the, or the back if you want, totally freak people out if you want. Right. So really think through these things that we do in life. We, we, we do them for enjoyment. Then people notice us, us and we're like, oh man, I've got to, you know, I've got to continue to do this to get approval. I'll tell you this, listen, we've got we're, we're going on, I don't know, know how many, 670 podcast episodes. And I'll tell you what, I, I am doing it for fun and enjoyment. I absolutely love it. I love coming up with content for all of you. I love when we have the interaction back and forth. You give me ideas. I just love everything about it. And I'm always trying to, to learn new things and try new things and get better at, at my presentation and, and what I'm bringing you because I know that that helps you. And it's something that I enjoy doing. But I'm not doing the equivalent of that little girl who, who got approval on that uh, first um, somersault and now she's just going over and over and over again. Listen, you can like me or not. That is totally on you. I am not seeking your approval on this podcast. So if you like what I bring to you, awesome, amazing, and please, please, please enter, you know, make sure that that is happening in your life, that you're taking this and you're doing something with it, that you're not just listening. Um, if you try this, you know, maybe this is your first podcast episode. If you try this and you're like, yeah, no, it doesn't really do it for me. Go with God. Blessings to you, my friend. I, you know, it's okay. How can you get to that place where you are doing the things that you absolutely love and enjoy and you're not worried about what other people are going to think about you or about what you, you do? Okay. That's really what we're talking about today. So I would highly encourage you to go through those four different um, questions and ask yourself, do I have an approval problem? And if so, what do you want to do about it? Okay.
Hey, thank you so much for joining us today. And with that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day. We'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.